You alone are a groupie and you enjoy your run Back to take it easy, you're shooting up like a gun Whatever your ability is, it's a place to be So welcome to the world that fun they run community If you're 17, 25, push it in Doctor, 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 I've developed a phobia of the Backstreet Boys. Tell me why. Ah! <sighs> <sighs> it makes it worse that you, you before before we, we start recording, you said you need to answer this by saying, tell me why. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, you had to tee me up because if I went doctor, doctor, I've developed a phobia of the Backstreet Boys and you went, what? It wouldn't really fucking work, would it? <laughs> so, so the joke is, is basically crap. <laughs> oh, God, just do the bloody intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Series 9, Episode 2 of the What The Fuck With Podcast. My name's Rob. <laughs> and my name is Matt. Nick Finney would probably appreciate that joke, but uh, yeah. I, I, I certainly bloody hope Nick Finney would appreciate that joke. People, you've just not got... It's just, it was too highbrow for you, Mike. It's not your level of humour, so... Two, two, he's got two, two eyebrows. I hope he's got two eyebrows. <laughs> Nick Finney's got two eyebrows. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> right, we're back. Back. They've not taken us off the air. Series nine rolls on, my friend. It does. It does. Yes, another packed episode for you, uh, for your lovely ears. For your lovely ears. My, specifically, my lovely ears or everyone's lovely ears? Everybody's lovely ears, yes. Well, why don't you tell Why don't you tell everyone what's going to be entering the lovely ears over the course of the next hour and a half or so? Oh, I've probably switched off now. But uh, if you care to carry on listening, uh, another pack show. Uh, Rob's going to talk about how his week in running's been going. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, done nothing. Uh, Rob wants to have another chat, uh, open chat as well about easy running. Um Obviously, it's something I probably should take more note of. Um, uh, so, yes, we're going to have a good chat about that. Uh, it's second time round for Laura Jones, uh, and We Are Fearless, an awesome chat with her, but more focusing on the uh, We Are Fearless club uh, that she has going on. Uh, we're hoping SMJ is going to pop up uh, and, and, and show his face, but, uh, well, not show his face, because nobody knows what he looks like. Never looks. shows his face. Oh. Uh, Less with his presence. He does, he does, yes. Uh, ben Murray also here again to give us a little lowdown on partner on tourism. Uh, we forgot the roll calls last week, didn't we, as well? So uh, yeah. we're gonna we're, we need to we need to sort that out, don't we, really? Uh, is that back this week? I think I, 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 um, uh, I, I think somebody yeah. put something on social media, but I'm gonna be honest, it wasn't me. So no. if I can find it, then yes, we can do the roll call. But I I don't know someone else. I don't. I can't even. I can't. I can't even keep up with who's got access to the to the Instagram account. It was on there, but I can't find it now. So I'm not quite sure what's happened to be honest. I haven't done it. You're God knows. And uh, anyway, if, if we find him, we'll have a roll call because we fudged that last week, and then we've got the thank yous at the end. Ooh, thank you. And uh, John Pickup's here as well, as always in the background, editing away. You right, JP? I am. I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, uh, that joke was terrible, by the way. Um, <laughs> well, Agreed. Yeah. Pick your sides wisely. Pick up. It's all good. It's all good. Do you, re- um, do you yeah. really want to side with Tiny Tim? Uh, yeah, with that one, he does. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I can answer for him. Yeah. <laughs> that one. Yeah, it's the only time that it's ever going to happen. Let's be that's, honest. That's all right. Bullying in the workplace. Let's move on. Yes. I my, 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 my attractive joke we used on Love Island the other day. 
it's not your tractor joke though is it the producers of love island haven't listened to the what the fart like podcast albeit they'd only have to listen to one episode because you bring it up on every on every single one can we get on with the show please okay how's your week been matt it's not been too bad, mate. I've I've done a bit of cycling. Uh, I've done zero running. How's your week been? Is that is that the end of your? Is that the end of you? <laughs> That's me done. I've done, done zero strength and conditioning. I ain't even done no stretches in my calves. I've done nothing. See, Absolutely. So when we talked about how you can do things to facilitate your recovery, accelerate your recovery, get yourself back in condition so that Manchester's not a complete write-off. In the week that has preceded that, you've done. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm getting told off by my mum. Well, maybe you do need to get told off. Maybe I will drop Gail a text message and say you need to have a word with him. I've, I've cycled. He, he's not done nothing, though, to be fair. He did drop a message into our little conversation, um, basically saying he's, he's not going for the time at Manchester. Oh, yeah. Bagging out before it's even started. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's not, he's done nothing. He's uh, been formulating excuses. um good okay well 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 done i guess yeah i mean i i I, I did do a long uh uh, bike ride to work work the other day though i did a 17 mile uh, ride so up the hills and uh trails away uh, what what over the hills and far away (laughs) see that's better than the the backstreet boys joke (laughs) pick up go on mute tubby's come to play all right see in a bit (laughs) And then Matt comes cycling on the hill. <laughs> and then here comes Tinky Winky. Um, good. Well, well done. Well, uh, bike rides felt okay on the leg. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, no, no niggles or strains on the calf. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Tr- I think I'm gonna try and test a, a 5k out this weekend, maybe, um, and see see what I can do. Uh, I'm not gonna obviously push it, but uh, yeah, we'll just give it a little 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 run out and see how we go. So uh, that's the plan. That's the plan. How, how's your week gone, Rob? I know you've, you've been smashing it again. Yeah, week four. Um, I think tired. If, if, if we were to name this chapter, it would be tired but determined. Mm. So um, I'm, I, my body's feeling it, I'm not going to lie. But I am more focused, I think, than I have been in any training block I've ever done, I think. Um, I know you were, you were saying in group earlier that you were you, you weren't you weren't that bothered about getting out. It was late. You just got off the train from work and stuff, but you yeah. you still went out and you, and you got it done. So uh, yeah, well done. You you are determined as you just said. Yeah, yeah. I think in the past an excuse has only been round the corner. There's always been an excuse around the corner. Thinking about you know what could be the reason why I, I bag out or something. But I think at the minute I'm genuinely worried i guess i mean especially from i know we're taking the piss but seeing you pull up injured at um rasselbach i'm really scared that that's going to happen to me because i feel like i'm in a really good vein of training at the minute and a really good mindset so you know trying to make sure i am all the things you said you're not doing i'm trying to do i'm stretching i'm doing a bit of strength i'm nutrition i'm focusing on making sure i'm getting clean protein in my body in the mornings yeah i'm just a long mate it might change but six miles tonight and and uh, yeah, it's going quite well. It's going quite well, and probably the segue into the um, the the next bit that we were going to talk about today. I was doing a lot of thinking on my run, um, and looking quite peculiar talking to myself, which there is context to that um, about easy running, and uh, and I think about how 
maybe a shift in mindset is possibly part of what's giving me that positive outlook and 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 and, and um, results at the moment. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I can probably take a lot from this this next chat that we're going to going to be talking about as well because mm. I know you've been joking and Ben's been joking and everything, but it it he has in the past he has said i told you so don't do the fast miles that you do all the time don't run to work don't do them progressives every every other day because you'll end up injuring yourself and, and look what's happened to me and i know you know you just said you don't want it to happen to you but you're you're a lot more sensible than i am <laughs> a lot slower than you are as well um I, I, do you know what it is do you know what it is for me i think <clears throat> When you get into running and you read anything about it or you get a coach or you speak to more experienced people at a club or whatever, or you listen to shit podcasts like this, <laughs> you you hear the term easy miles, easy runs need to be easy, right? And I think in sort of theory, that statement is pretty self-explanatory and um, everyone gets it, right? But I think in practice... What a lot of people don't do is understand what that actually means to them specifically. So there might be some people out there listening. I'm ho- hoping there's a lot of you out there listening who are going, no, I get it, Rob. I, I run slow when I need to run slow and I run fast when I need to run fast. And if you could do that, it's amazing. And you've understood the assignment and you probably don't get injured as much as other people. But I'll, t- I'll tell you a little bit from my experience. And it, I think it will probably resonate with some people. What... I always struggle with, have struggled with in the past, um, is that I've got a pretty significant drop. In, I fall off a cliff a bit in terms of what, race times, PBs, whatever you want to call it, um, when you go from half to marathon, right? So I am X ability runner over middle distances, and then it drops to Y over marathon. And that in itself, and, and there's a number of reasons for that, mentality, conditioning, practice, experience, you know, fail is a verb, not a noun, we've said it before, fine, root cause analysis, there's all those things, but the thing for me is, I don't care, right, I don't, there's no part of me that gives a shit about running a three and a half hour marathon, you know, I can run a one hour 40 half, or I have in the past, but the idea of syncing that up to something quick over marathon it doesn't tickle me pickle. It doesn't make me excited. So I'm never going to do it, right? So unless something changes massively in my life, I'm always going to run a marathon slower than I'll run, you know, comparatively slower than I run a short distance. So, but what that did to me, how that I've I've been thinking and reflecting, root cause analysis, how I think that's affected me is when it comes to those quote unquote easy runs, I've really struggled with what should constitute easy because in my head, I know that if I see six, for example, tonight, six miles on plan, if I see six miles on plan, I know that I can run six miles in a race environment, let's say, or I have been able to in the past, seven, seven minute miles flat. Mm-hmm. So it's reasonable to presume that, you, you know, you add about a minute and a half onto that, that should be easy pace. Yeah. Right. So in my head in the past, if I'm running those kind of like five to eight mile long, uh, easy runs in training on reflection, if there wasn't an eight at the start of that pace split, I was really disappointed. And so I do one of two things. I'd either overcompensate 
during the run itself and keep speeding up a little bit and it suddenly doesn't become an easy run. Mm. Or I'd be really disappointed afterwards, maybe not on the surface, but on some level, I'd be really disappointed when I saw the splits at the end of the run. And then I would overcompensate on the next run to try and quote unquote do better. Right. And it's mad when you think about it because it's so simple. Easy runs should be easy and they weren't easy. But there was some part of me that had this misconception that because of how quick I can run over, over a shorter distance, this is what my slow run should be. This is what my easy pace should be. Whether that's a bit keeping up with the Joneses, comparisons with other people, comparison to myself, all the things we've talked about loads on a podcast before. Something was making me not be able to compute that to run an easy run, you've just got to fucking run slowly. And you, it's got to be conversational. And your heart rate's got to be low and, and all those other things. Mm. Have you ever had anything like it's, that? It's dead interesting, Rob, because I think there's definitely a, a bit of a running ego. I think everyone's yeah. got it. And, and it's almost getting to the stage where you're comfortable with yourself to be able to leave that at the door and think, yeah, that was an easy run. And even sometimes the easy runs don't actually feel easy, even mm. though you, you are going at that kind of slower pace. And it's understanding yourself and not being ashamed of that because no one should be. It's all part of the game. Good point. Really good point. And I think that's where I think the worms turned a little bit for me. Um, and dead, dead, you know, there's loads of people on on like my running journey from an accountability perspective that I owe a lot to. You two chaps are definitely amongst them. But one person who is absolutely kind of like, someone I really look up to from a running perspective and who's helped me so much over the last three years is Ben. And you'll, you guys will both agree. Ben is like the man when it comes to running. Like he's so consistent. He knows his stuff. He's very knowledgeable yeah. and he's very disciplined. And I really look up to him in a running sense. And he's persevered with me over the years. And instead of just being like, this dickhead isn't listening to me, he's <laughs> attacked me from different angles and tried different things with me. And it's only really recently on runs where he's kind of hit home with me. And I do feel like a, a flick to switch. And, and mm. th- the way I've got there, I think it's really, there's a really simplistic thing to say, which is stop, stop looking at your watch. Right. You hear that, don't you? Just don't look at your watch. Because if you're checking your watch all the time, you're bothered about pace. And I tried that. But here's the inevitable thing, guys. You're going to check your watch. And if you don't check your watch... You're going to look at Strava afterwards because that's because that, that's what we do. That's part of the problem. If we didn't have that insecurity to JP's point in the first place, if we didn't have that ego in the first place, this wouldn't be a problem for us, would it? So I think what I did, and this was with Ben's help and and and, and, and talking to him and, and and having chatty runs with you guys as well, is I've it's more about embracing and facing into that pace and like JP said, leaving your ego at the door. So it's it's not being afraid to look at your watch. And tonight I was out running and there were times when it was showing like 10 minutes 30 on my pace. Mm. And it's a case of looking at it and going, OK, cool. And I talk, I was talking out loud to myself the whole time. Didn't take music with me. It must look like really peculiar to people. But it was about looking at it and going, OK, 10.30s, that's fine. That's always because you've just come up a hill or your legs are tired. Your body's telling you you need to run at that pace because it's tired or because it's in a certain condition. So just crack on. 
And I found that that was a real benefit to me of being like not afraid to look at my watch in case I'm going slow and just embracing whatever pace I'm running at. Almost like pace isn't a target, it's a measure. So it's all that pace is telling me is, oh, my body's more tired than it was last week when I was running this in the nines. That's fine. I just need to make sure I definitely stretch when I get in. Need to make sure I have a protein shake when I get in. Like, leave your ego at the door. I think JP's point is really, really good. I know I keep repeating it, but um, yeah, I don't know. I've kind of gone on a bit. I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm, I've, I, hopefully, I'm not lost just guys. Like, I'm not going on too much of a tangent. It was just something, a bit of a word vomit that I've just been thinking about all, the, all through this run, the hour I was out tonight where I was like, shit, this is... I think this is a big reason why I'm having a bit of success at the moment because I'm just getting on with it and I'm not worrying about the numbers on the watch. Mm. Yeah. Good, good point. It's, it's definitely it's definitely good advice, 100%. Um, and if you can kind of rehash what you just said on your long run, you are running easy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think my I think my issue for for the for the long runs not that I, I don't want to run slow or whatever I'm conscious of time and how, how long I'm out there and and obviously Don is here with the kids and I've got to get back and sometimes I've got to get back for work and stuff like that and that 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 plays a part in it so maybe maybe setting off a little bit earlier so you can actually get them longer runs in slower mm. is, is is a way forward and stuff like that so yeah yeah. I, it's, it's, you know. I, I agree with that. There is a, a work-life balance or a life-run balance, whatever you want to call it, dynamic to it. But you've hit the nail on the head. It comes back to what Ruth Bennett said. If you want it, you'll make time for it. Yeah. Mm. Um, it shouldn't... The, the, the solution to you not having enough time to run should never be run faster to squeeze it in. Mm. That's yeah. the reality, isn't it? That yeah. The solution should never be, I'm going to yeah. push myself harder to get this running. It should always be like you said, I'm going to get up a bit earlier or I'm going to find another time in the day. It might not be the time I want to go, but I'm going to find another time when I can do it or I'm going to cut my session down and the 14 miles might become 10. And, it, and I've been guilty. And I've been, we've both been guilty of that when we were training for uh, for Yorkshire last year. We, we were getting up, we were planning seven o'clock runs and, and planning paces and this, that and other. And, yeah. 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 Because you start thinking, I've got this amount of time. So what exactly, Matt? What time do we need to hit to be able to get this running, to get the most time in bed before we have to get up and run? And, it, <laughs> and that's not the ethos and the reality of an easy run. I think the other thing to consider as well is that we're talking about training being getting to the end and getting to the race. But actually, the training should be the enjoyable bit, right? So, you know, go and have an easy run and actually enjoy it instead of trying to bust a gut to hit a time. Yeah, good point. Good point. It'd be interesting to hear if anyone else thinks some of these thoughts. Is this just us going off on tangents or is this something other people have, have, have experienced? Ping some DM on the podcast or, or message me, DM me directly in the group chat. Send me a message on WhatsApp. I'd love to hear, maybe circle back around on this next week. And, and if anyone's got any observations themselves or experiences that they've had, let us know. Let's share it. Maybe make people feel a little bit less, I don't know, isolated in experiencing these things and and if we can help each other to run better run stronger run longer get less injured then surely it's a job well done yes agreed agreed right then so uh we've been we've we've obviously gone off a little bit there so let's get back on track um uh 
SMJ. We need SMJ. JP, is he here? He's meant to be. He must be running a little bit late. Um, I'm not really sure what's happened. Jesus, what the hell is that? Um, lads, you're not yeah. actually going to believe this. A, a rat with a cigarette has just dropped a cassette tape at my feet. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. So Ever I assume... Play? Yeah, I assume we're gonna have to just roll the roll the audio, aren't we? Because I reckon that is uh, by way of an apology that he's not gonna be here. I think so. Let's All right, it. let's do it. Keep on roll, calling, calling, yeah, calling, roll, call back again, yeah. Evening, lads, ladies, Emma. My love. Uh, now, I thought I'd uh, jump on this week, so I'm just, you know, trying different things here, there, see how we get on, <laughs> keeping you on your toes. Anyway, yeah, you guys have been up to some good stuff, as have I, so uh, I'm going to share what you guys have been doing. Sound good? Yeah, let's keep it short and sweet. Okay, so uh, a few of you have posted me some letters. Uh, let's have them one by one. Simundo underscore runs and eats. I've heard of you before, fella. He said, I smashed week three of marathon training. I also smashed my bank account at the running show. Laughing face, crying emoji. <laughs> Tell you what, Simon Doe. Something I smashed recently. That's mum. Oh, we're going there again. No. Well done, Simon Doe. Uh, at Gurry underscore Ludwin. He got, I got week three of marathon training oh manchester training green tick and another build back week ticked off boom orange carrot good work gaza uh mighty joe uk he uh running at delamere with my wife sharon when she smashed in her longest run go on shazza tell you what i smashed <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, anyway, at mbt dot underscore runs, my long run in the freezing fog. Holy hell, holy hell, the man's been running in a freezing frog. Uh, who knew your eyelashes could freeze shut? I did. But you know, lad, you got to learn the hard way. Tell me where this freezing frog is. I want to run in him too. <laughs> Oh, hello. A-L underscore run one Wow, slide into my DMs. Uh, shout out, full stop. Paul G smashing it. Wayne dash half M. Me dash nothing. I'll tell you what you can smash. Um, and then we've got Marco Dell. Oh, I didn't take enough breath there. <laughs> oh, my lungs. That's what happens when you only have three. Uh, he said, Farnborough half, 1.35. Nothing more to say on the matter. Nothing else needs to be said, my lad. Congrats. Not underscore bad underscore four underscore eight underscore fat underscore dad. He said, not this week, but finished my 50 HM challenge 
with a bunch of massive legends on the 28th of December, or deck, he actually said, exclamation mark, fantastic, well done you lad, and uh, massive legends, I bet they were giants, where do you come up to, their ankles, fantastic, I once met a giant, takes me back to the night I spent with Kira Knightley, but let's not go there, Sheffield underscore Strider, talking of a giant, giant legend as well uh my first 60 mile week since ultra with jack back in june exclamation mark did i mention i ran an ultra you didn't lad i haven't heard it before tell me more new segment let's uh let's go for that talk about when we ran ultras at um right jp dot runs free Matt for his choice of shirt. Sequins really bring out the colour in his eyes. They do. They do. In fact, that's not true. But I'll tell you what, JP, you just need to calm down a bit. Thanks. Um, at Derek Goes Running, an avocado and some more bus routes. Well, we all know that's code for this man. If you see him, you need to lick his left nipple and hug him for 48 seconds whilst your tongue is still on his areola. Thank you, thank you. And then we've got run underscore bradders underscore run. My first few runs post looking like a caveman, ready and raring to go into the cup. Fist flames, oh, that's fine talk if ever I've heard it before. Right, have I missed anyone? I don't think so. So, if you did send me some posts and I haven't opened it, I apologise. Maybe I'll be back next week, maybe I won't. Let's see if this bit gets cut. Um, I've got a bit of a runny nose, so... Tell you what, I'll leave you with a lasting quote. Every third dog you see, sniff its ear, wink, and if it does a... It does a dance, facing north. Oh, shit, this is going to a pile of crap, isn't it? Um, anyway, no quotes this week. See you later, lads, ladies, Emma. Bye-bye. Uh, right, well, I guess that answers the question as to where the roll call was. <laughs> He's back. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> um, uh, well, that was not where the roll call's meant to be, but... My, my my organization head is wobbling, but it was pretty good to be fair. So I, I, I think vote, it's turned its new home. <laughs> I, I vote we leave it in. Um, I still hope we get him in the studio at some point soon, chap. JP, keep working on it, please. But yeah, I'm just worried about a dancing dog coming and bringing a tape next week. <laughs> <laughs> which which and which member of the animal kingdom is going to bring you a cassette? Next? Also, well done for having the um, audio equipment to play cassettes in 2023. Oh, pretty impressive. Um, <laughs> just imagine JP there recording on his talk boy. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, love a talk boy. Um, right then, uh, that's that nonsense out of the way for another week. Uh, Matty. Yes. Have we got a guest to get to. We certainly have, yeah. She's been on before, uh, an awesome chat back then, and uh, this time focusing on uh, on We Are Fearless, uh, mainly on that this time round. Uh, she had a, an awesome chat last time, so uh, this is going to be no different, I'm sure. Well, let's do it then. Let's go and have a chat with Laura Jones of We Are Fearless fame. Absolute gem. You're going to enjoy this one. JP, roll the audio. 
Now then, you lot, is episode two, and so it seems somewhat zen that we're welcoming a two-time guest to the show. Now, it seems a long time since we talked all about her running journey back in series four, but it still remained in our top ten most listened to all-time episodes, and that's frankly because it's bloody good. In that chat, we did talk about We Are Fearless, the club, the community, the movement that brings running joy to so many people. They've been doing some big things and have got even more momentous plans ahead. So today, dropping in for a catch up and to talk all things fearless, please join me in welcoming the ever excellent Laura Jones. Laura, how are we doing? Oh, that was a nice intro. Thank you, Rob. I've been, I've been getting better. That's the sincere. Yeah, I've a long way. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You all right? Yeah, how are you? Good. Yes, good. Thank you. I think we were talking before we started recording that weather's absolutely pissing miserable. But apart from that, very good. Yeah, good. Um, back. No, you are you are very very welcome. A, a top ten most listened to ever episode. How does that feel? I know what an accolade. I hope this one's going to live up to it. Absolutely wonderful, and I'm sure it will as well. I know everyone. Everyone wants to hear from you whenever they can. So um, we talked a lot in the first chat about your running journey. Uh, we talked about kind of what you'd been through, what your plans were, and what your achievements were. We did touch on we are fearless as part of that but mm-hmm. let's not assume that everybody's listened to that episode although from the, the listening numbers everybody bloody has um let's let we're focusing on fearless we're not talking about laura jones today as much as we could we're going to be talking about we are fearless so let's go back to the start for anybody who doesn't know what, what we're talking about when we keep say, saying those three words what is we are fearless so we are fearless is uh, my fourth baby my I've got the other three upstairs, but my fourth baby, my business. So I uh, trained as a personal trainer um, and originally just called myself Laura Jones Fitness. And I spent quite a long time doing the kind of, what of a better word, normal personal training sort of stuff. Um, you know, going around to people's houses and giving them personal training sessions. Um, but I knew when I did my qualification that I wanted to be something a bit different than I guess what kind of springs to mind when you hear the word personal trainer um people that listen to the last episode or anyone that follows me on social media will know that I am not your typical born into your lycra kind of gym goer um I you know I'm not going to get like I said at the beginning I want to make this more about fearless than about me but uh, you know I've had um a wealth of experience avoiding exercise and not having exercise part of my life and have come to love it and build a really good relationship with it and I wanted to be able to help people like me um so people that perhaps you know forgot their pee kit every week avoided exercise at every possible opportunity and couldn't think of anything worse than walking into a gym so that's why I did my personal training qualification and I went on to add to it um, by studying for a fairly, not fairly, a very um, demanding nutritionist qualification because that's what I'm really interested in nutrition. And then someone said to me one day, you can't keep calling it Laura Jones Fitness. You need something better than that. It, you need something. It's just completely, you know, it's what every personal trainer calls themselves. You need to come up with something yeah, I think you need a rebrand. And the help of my friend Carly, who is wonderful, we came up with, I said, you know, we were talking and bouncing words around and 
originally it was going to be something to do with a rainbow because you know I love a rainbow and it's all about inclusivity and and then we yeah we are fearless was what came up brave capable fearless um and it's mainly been women that have kind of come been drawn into fearless but it's not only women we do have male members as well and basically I have kind of thrown out the idea that working with any kind of nutrition fitness professional needs to be about reducing the size of your body we are fearless is about building better relationships with food with exercise with your body it's about connecting with like-minded people it's about being inspired to maybe step out of your comfort zone a little bit and try things that perhaps have been in the back of your mind to try but for whatever reason you thought that I could never do that it's when you're surrounded by a group of people that are saying, well, you know, you could, you could come with us and you, you could enter an ultramarathon or you could go to part run, whatever it might be. It doesn't have to be ultramarathon scale, but, and it's become this, you know, I, I think when you start a business, you never know exactly where it's going to go and things change. You know, COVID changed the landscape for me a lot. Um, you know, you get shaped by different things that are out of your control and it's just, become every day now I get a message that just makes me think I just can't quite believe what the power of what it's what what's been created I'm not going to say I've created because it's not just me it's the whole community what we have created the way it helps people and the good that it does in an industry that not to mince my words is pretty shitty a lot of times the fitness industry is quite broken and doesn't always do positive things for people's uh, mental health if nothing else and then there's fearless and it is just it's just brilliant it's it's yeah I don't know what else to say really no That's good good summary um I, th- I think the thing just just to add to that as well as, as as an observer and and a fan and a supporter of fearless um the thing that always gets me whenever you see not just stuff that's tagged on the We Are Fearless Instagram page, but from the guys that are members, from when you see um, the hashtag used, from when you see people that you know that you're friends with because you know they're part of Fearless running together or at events together or doing things that we're going to get on to talking about, like you've said before, together. It's smiling. It's, everyone's always smiling. And there's got to be some kind of power and, and positivity to that now let's get into it was over a year ago the last time that we spoke crazy how time flies what what fearless been up to since since we last spoke so since we last spoke um the merchandise side of things which went again you, when i'm saying about business you don't know where it's going to go kind of getting hoodies printed was something that i thought would be nice for members of the team and I wanted to the charity that's really close to my heart, a local um, children's cancer charity, which is entirely, it's completely volunteer led. And I've always supported them. I supported them when I ran my first half marathon, my first marathon. Um, and I'd kind of got to the point where I thought, I can't really keep asking people to sponsor me now for running when they know that I, I run quite a lot. You know, it, it seems a bit cheeky to rock up someone there. So can you sponsor me to run a half marathon when they're like, well, isn't that just what you do anyway now? So, I was trying to think of ways that I could support the Harry Johnson Trust that didn't involve asking people for sponsorship. So I asked Harry's mum, who is the person who started the trust, whether she would be okay with me, um, you know, using the charity's kind of 
uh, logo and giving a donation from every piece of merchandise that we sold. And obviously she was delighted that Harry was a fearless little boy mm. who, you know, smiled right up again that, you know, he was fearless. I can't think of a better um, word for him, really. So, and the merchandise just took off. And in um, November, November, October or November of last year, just gone, um, we donated another £1,000. So that's £2,000 that we donated to the Trust in less than two years that I've been selling merchandise. Um, and then if you add that to the fundraising that I did for Lauren, who was a young girl that had a terminal cancer, di- a young woman with a terminal cancer diagnosis, and we produced a one-off shirt for her and all the profits went to her fundraising. And then we also did a big fundraiser for Refugee Action. And so in total, by November last year, Fearless had raised over £10,000 for charity in less than two years, which, you know, for a little business that I started with no investment, just literally me, myself and I plugging away on social media. um, You know, I just couldn't, I couldn't be more, if I I could be, if I had to to be one thing, um, you know, I'm so proud of that. Um, and I didn't even have that in my mind when I first started. I thought it would be great to support the trust a bit, but you know, I thought a few pounds here and then. It's just, yeah, it's become this brilliant thing now, and it's something that I want to keep up. Obviously, I will, I will keep making the donations from the merchandise, but the, you know, I've already got a couple of different charities that I'd like to support in 2023, and I've got a couple of ideas of how I'm going to do it. But yeah, so that's become that's been a, that was a brilliant thing to come out of 2022. We also because finally one of the biggest things I had in my head when I started Fearless is that I wanted to do physical meetups and you'll know yourself from you know wanting to do things with the fartlet gang obviously COVID put the kibosh Mm. on that you know for a long time and I was I was nervous I was nervous to I used to work in travel and tourism before I uh, retrained I was an accountant but working for a tour operator so I I know the kind of um, bonding and insurance that you need to organize things like weekends away for people and I just I was nervous about doing it and then COVID scuffering it again. And, you know, but we finally did it in 2022. We had our first fearless weekend in the Lake District in September and it was incredible. It was just everything I'd ever imagined it would be and so much more. I was, you know, driving up there on the Friday thinking, oh, God, you know, people have come in. One lady was coming from Cornwall like 11 hours away uh, for the weekend and, you know, they'd paid their money and I, cost of living all the, all the way there I was thinking oh god these people have their time out of their lives and they spent their money mm. and this has got to really deliver but it was so brilliant and you know people say to me now their face when they think about that weekend they still smile to their face hurts I mean I can't ask for more than that can I it was just brilliant um so that was massive in 2020 and it was um something that I've been wanting to do for a long time um yeah, and it's just gone from strength to strength, really. We've got more members, and it's not just the members. It's just the people that just kind of – you don't have to be a, a paying member. You know, if you don't need the resources and you don't need my support, you don't need coaching, I think people still feel they can be part of Fearless. You know, yeah. it's very much that, you know, you you might never pay me for any services, but you can still be part of it um, and kind of live by the ethos of it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And and amazing uh, things. And, and it really resonated with me when you were talking about that fear factor of, God, I hope people like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it really is, you know, God, people pay their money. And what if this is 
a bum, you know, it's going to be awful. But it was, it was such a, yeah, massive relief. Amazing. Okay, so you talked, what, what, one thing that I really pulled out of, of that, that last little um, uh, bit of information you were sharing was you were talking about how, you know, f- what you expected Fearless to be isn't necessarily what Fearless has become. You've pivoted, you've moved, you've, you've looked at the charity stuff, you've looked at the events, it's grown, it's changed, you've, you've got to think on the fly. That is set to continue in 2023, isn't it? You are going to continue to push the envelope, to reshape what that somebody might expect we are fearless to be and to continue to push the boundaries, to, to grow and, 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 and deliver as a community. Tell me about what's in plan. Yeah, so um, tail end of 2022, I, uh, I've been really keen for a while to try and... Um, get involved with children with young people um a lot of what I spend my time doing now especially with clients that I work to with on a one-to-one basis and even just in my Instagram DMs, is just trying to give people um the tools that they need to try and um build a better relationship with their bodies and what I like to say is to try and make peace with with food with their bodies with to you know, to kind of give up the fight basically and find a place that they are not, so they don't constantly feel like they're at war. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, I spend so much of my time doing that now. You know, I, I work very closely with clients, trying to help. You know, it's very, we, it's brilliant that there is so much. The body positivity movement is, you know, getting stronger and louder every day, and that is wonderful. But for a lot of people who have struggled with their body for a long period of time to just have people constantly telling you to love yourself actually isn't that helpful mm. it um it's not that easy <laughs> i wish it was um and it's a a slow difficult process it's you know to, to make people who have continually been in a kind of diet cycle or um living under the it's that the way I like to put it is that I'll be happy when, when you mm-hmm. get lived a, a, a massive portion of their adult life, and it is mainly women, but I'm, you know, that I'm working with, but I, I'm not limiting this, so I know it affects men as well. I'll be happy when I'm a size 10. I'll be happy when I'm under 10 stone, or whatever it might be, whatever your, whatever the magic number is, and everyone seems to have one, and it's incredible when you actually get to know people. And there'll be so many people that are listening to this now thinking, oh, my God, it's me, it's me, mm. who are, and people who are holding off on their life and on experiences and on joy, missing out on joy because of the size of their body or the size of their genes. Um, and you know what? It's so sad. It, and I, I, you know, I was there. I've been there. I know. Um, and I also know that. Coming out of that takes a lot of work and staying out of it takes constant upkeep. It's, you know, diet culture runs deep and the stitches, you know, like I say, you can remove the stitches, but the scars are still there and they run deep. And it takes, you you need to, you've got to keep on all the time with, um, you know, kind of putting that to to rest. You know, it's hard for people, particularly, I I think, my generation, you know. So, for a long time, I've had in my head that what I wanted to try and do was get in with young people. Um, and instead of having to try and get people to reach a place of peace, what I'm hoping that with these youngsters, I can stop them ever going to war. 
mm-hmm. you know, stop them ever even, you know, drawing their swords, that they will just grow up um, learning that to appreciate their bodies, that, you know, actually, I spend a lot of, you know, is there any point worth spending all my time worrying about a body which is working, doing everything I want it to do, um, and maybe I should be grateful for it and move it and, you know. So um, it started, I got my first yes from a school in 2022. So I hate to you know, say I use them as a kind of um, test run, but it was, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there was an element of that. So I went in and um, I did the, the work I actually did in that school was with the parents. So, um, and then I'm going to be going back uh, in a couple of weeks actually and working with their year fives and sixes around body positivity and that sort of thing. And yeah, it's like anything else. It's once you get in, once you've done one and you've got a couple of recommendations and, you know, it's like anything else in business. I, yeah, so kind of word spread. And that's something that I really hope I'm going to be able to nurture and grow. Um, I've got a couple of um, guiding groups that have asked me to go and speak on, on to their girls about, um, you know, broadly nutrition, health, body positivity, you know, and, and, I'm going into an all girls boarding school, which I'm quite nervous about. I don't know mm. why. Yeah, it, they're really, it's a really prestigious boarding school. And it's, I, I know that my voice is needed there. Um, yes. And it, 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 it's really needed. And yep. it, but the thing is with youngsters is they are like sponges. And I, oh, when I get up and speak in front of a room full of adults now on this topic, I'm fairly confident. Um, I'm very confident. I know my stuff. I know where I'm going. It's, Teenage, someone said to me, yeah, kids are different. They, teenagers, you know, they listen and they think about things differently to adults. And there's a couple that have put me on the spot that I've been like, oh, I don't really know what to add to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's not without terror, you know, but it's, you know, I know it will do good. And it's one of the things that, again, when I started Fearless, I didn't envisage, but it, as I've been working with people I, and also having been in school, because I used to be chair of governor and it's been a school. So, and I know this, this stuff should be on the curriculum, really. We should, yeah. should, you know, at the moment, kind of what they include on the national curriculum for nutrition is appalling. It, you know, it's like giving kids a list of these foods are good, these foods are bad. Eat the foods on the good list, don't eat very many of the foods on the bad list. Uh, off you go. It's shocking. It mm-hmm. is, it, you know, people think that it's overreacting to say, but it really isn't. You are already planting those seeds in children's heads about certain foods being uh, bad, you know, and out of bounds. And it's already, you know, built, putting the roots down for these shit relationships with food, which well, there's just no need for it. You know, food, food, all food is food, you know, and mm-hmm. there are ways you can talk to kids about food that don't involve using the words good, bad, healthy, or unhealthy. You know, all food gives life and therefore all food is healthy. But there are some, we know, we need to eat a a range of them. You can explain to children that if they only ate the same thing all the time, they'd feel pretty rubbish, whether that thing was lettuce or chocolate, because our body likes a variety of food. And you can explain that there are some foods that your body really, really likes you know, and it likes you to eat plenty of them, you know, because they help you to run faster. They help you to be strong. Your body would really like it if you ate, you know, your potatoes and your carrots and, you know, and then you've got these other foods, which 
we love to enjoy. They make us happy. Think about birthday cake. How can you tell a kid that cake is bad yeah. when it's thing that on a birthday is this celebration of this special day that you share with the people you love? Oh, but cake's bad. What? You know, the whole, when you actually stop and think about it, it's so ridiculous. It's bad, isn't it? Yeah, really bad. Things I say to young people when I'm working with them is, I sort of want you to think about two different scenarios. I said, me and Michael, we love Strictly Dancing. And one of the things that we always do on a Saturday night when Strictly Dancing is on is we make a bed on the floor and we have popcorn and chocolate and we watch Strictly Dancing together. I said, and the chocolate and the popcorn is part of that time that we have together. Now, do you think that that is a bad thing to be doing, that chocolate is a bad food? And they all sort of, well, no. And I said, no, it's not. It's, it's, you know, we all look forward to it. We have a lovely time and it's a really special time that we have together. I said, now, if I tell you about a young girl that I used to work with and she ate fish and vegetables for her dinner, is that, yeah, that's good. That's health. Those are healthy foods. Yeah, that's good. I said, what if I tell you that was the only thing she ate for three and a half years? Do you think fish and vegetables are a good thing then? And they sort of look at me and I say, it was a terrible thing. They were, it was terrible. It was so unhealthy. She was terribly unhealthy because health is more than just eating vegetables. So we talk about health being, you know, some of lots of different things. You know, you can have uh, your health can be affected by your friendships, your financial position, your um, uh, mental health. All, all, it's a massive combination of things that come together to create health. And whether or not you're eating your five a day is not arguably, for a lot of people, the most important thing they need to be concentrating on. Um, and it really opens up some brilliant, brilliant, brilliant discussions. And, you know, there'll always be some that go back to households where it's still very much, you know, the old, not the old fashioned way, but perhaps the more traditional way of, you know, you're not having that, it's bad. And, yep. you know mum sits down to have her dinner and says no to pudding because she's been good um but you, I just hope that by planting these seeds it will get kids thinking and actually when you do apply that little bit of logic to it like you know the, the what I mentioned about birthday cakes is a really good example it, you know it's ridiculous the language that we use around it and it just needs uh, you know that this the idea of food having any sort of moral value uh, and to say no, I don't want a piece of cake because I'm being good. I mean, I've shared that on my social media a few times. And mm. people, I share it. I always get loads of messages because I say, next time you use that phrase, no, thank you, I'm being good. Please consider the implication that the people that therefore accepted a slice of cake are bad, particularly mm. children. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. matter. They matter. You know, it's not bad. If you don't want a piece of cake, just say, no, thank you. You're not being good. Not having cake doesn't make you a good person. So you don't need to add that. You know, you're not being, and like I say, it's too, it's too easy. And I know, you know what? I've probably done it myself in the past because I probably did. But when, once you can, if you can just plant the seeds and get people thinking, um, then I, I'd consider that a success, you know? Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Important, important work and, and a message that I'm in, incredibly supportive of, I think um yeah good good for you for for taking that step out and and hopefully it will grow and grow and grow and impact as many young lives as possible because yeah resonates a lot and i think we as adults need to be really careful about the language we use and the 
um, morals and behaviours we instil in our children. Um, one would think, Laura Jones, that that in itself would be enough to take you through 2023. It sounds like a pretty big piece of work, but that's not all you're doing, is it? Talk to me about the uh, the tech and trainer exchange. Yeah, so um, this, is, this is something that, again, I didn't plan this and it's come about. So I had quite a big change to my personal circumstances after since since we last spoke my marriage ended um and i am now a single man with three girls and so with those you know lots of circumstances change including my financial circumstances and it's a really interesting thing that someone said to me that i didn't realize until after i'd had this idea and they said you know what if you read up about it there's a lot of people that have had really good ideas when they've been like at rock bottom there's almost some kind of theory that when you're in a really shit place, it almost kind of forces your brain to think in different ways that you wouldn't normally and think about things that you wouldn't normally think about. And yeah, so I couldn't afford to buy new trainers, basically. And it got me thinking that there must be some way. I know, having been in a different situation before, that I bought trainers, which within a couple of runs, I'd known were no good or weren't going to do what I wanted them to do. They didn't feel right. But, you know, you've run them a few times. You can't really take them back or you don't feel able to take them back. You know they're not going to be – they're not the ones. They're not going to be the ones. So they just kind of get shoved to the back of the wardrobe or the back of the shelf. They've done maybe 50 miles and they just get left. And I thought was thinking to myself, there. I'm, if there was just a way – I know some people will stick them on eBay, but there's a huge amount of people that are never asked to do that. Um, I thought let's just find a way to ask runners if they've got pairs that are kicking about that they know they're never going to wear and equally somewhere that people who are as so many people are now feeling the pinch and haven't really got a hundred pounds spare to buy spare buying a pair new pair of trainers can fill in the form to say I could really do with a pair and so yeah literally within I came up with the idea kind of floated it on Instagram was bowled over by the response that I got because you know most people are inherently you know inherently do want to help you know and are really generous so yeah I quickly got lovely Ben in my website to knock off a page on the website that we could use and it was right going into Christmas and all the posts um, was on strike and it was the worst possible time I could launch it really but I've got you know a shelving units full of stuff because people have been really generous i i didn't send out any before christmas because it just wasn't worth it with the strikes in the post but since my kids have gone back on monday i've sent out half a dozen pairs of trainers i've sent out three watches and i've started getting messages today actually from people saying i can't believe what i've opened you know this is just unbelievable and <laughs> you know what it is i probably if i'm completely honest could really do without the extra work because yeah. I'm fairly I'm a fairly busy person um but you know what I um went on antidepressants in May last year you know I kind of re- recognized that what I was feeling was not just feeling a bit sad and yeah. the, I was doing all the right stuff I was getting out in the fresh air I was seeing you know trying to go for coffee with my friends I was exercising and it wasn't doing it you know I, mm. and I knew I needed to go and speak to the GP so I did and he said yeah you know you you've done all the things I would have suggested that you try so you know 
so I went on antidepressants and uh, you know it was absolutely the right thing to do for me and within sort of four or five months of being on them I you know found that my focus with my work had returned and I was I was feeling more like myself but actually in terms of my mood uh, launching tech and trainers and feeling that I'm doing something to help people who might be in a similar position to I was you know 12 months ago oh my god I, if I could prescribe if doctors could prescribe this mm. for people that were suffering with depression oh we'd be it'd be great I tell you it's done <laughs> so I want yeah. to say yeah it, uh, yeah it's 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 brilliant it's, so on a selfish level to really help me um but also it's going to help a lot of people i mean i've just looked now because i've got i've got a spreadsheet with what people need and then a spreadsheet with what as stuff comes in i've got like a, a catalog stuff as it comes in and then you know what my my plan will just be that every few days i'll have a look and i'll be like oh there's a match and then that person can have uh, you know there's no um kind of science to it apart from they're in the order that people have requested them so the first person that requests a pair of size nine trail shoes and I get a pair in yep. they get them you know? yeah um I, I approached the running show actually to ask them whether they would give because a few people have said to me you're going to be at the running show can I bring you some trainers there and I was I thought oh that's a good idea perhaps I could just ask them for a little corner you know just uh, and they said oh, we can't unless you're a registered charity are you going to become a registered charity and then all of a sudden I'm like oh my god I don't know whether I want to do something good to help people. Um, and I don't know what the, what's involved in becoming rich. So actually my friend is going to help me look into that. And it might be something, it might be, I might, it might be that I go down that route, but I said to Ronnie, said at the moment, I've got no plans to do that. I just mm. want to be able to kind of be the middleman to match up these trainers that need to run some miles with people that need them, you know, and it's, um, but who knows, maybe it will, someone said, what are you going to do if this really takes off? And, you know, your kind of shelving unit in your spare room is not going to hold all the trainers. And I said, well, I'll just take that bridge when I come to it. But yeah. so, for now, <laughs> I was going to say, what about gear? I've got like loads of like leggings and stuff. And I'm like, oh, just hang on. Let, let me just keep it to trainers and tech for now. Because I like the alliteration and it worked well. And I'll, I'll let you know whether I decide to expand it because, um, you know, it's, yeah. So, but. So that's kind of the other thing that is new and brilliant. And again, I'm I'm really, you know, the seed of an idea that's turned into something just, you know, brilliant. If it can, if it can keep, get people running or keep people running and then that helps them, then that's just brilliant. You know, that's just everything I'm about, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's that. And then we've got a couple of, and then we've also got a couple of, um, events coming up as well in 2023 so yes of course you have haven't you because it's not just it's not just the having a storeroom full of clothing and trainers and watches in your spare room and it's not just going in and helping protect the youth of today um uh, and, and encouraging body positivity you're also just just putting on a couple of events aren't you yeah so um well with the help of some wonderful people so mm. um Obviously, you, you know, you're a big fan of the Rattlebox races, yes. um, and Eric is one of my best friends. Yes. And ever since um, he started in person events, we've kind of kept saying, you know, we need to do something, we need to do something. I was really keen to do a kind of Rattlebox cross, we are fearless kind of event. So that's happening on the um, 18th of June at Sherwood Pines, um, following the Rattlebox normal sort of f- format of lap. So it's really inclusive. Um, there'll be a few 
extra special things, rainbow related things, mm-hmm. and kind of put the fearless stamp on it. But I'm really, really excited about that because, you know, so it's so nice to have, um, you know, the community and give people the possibility of, you know, that, to meet up actually in person. You know, we, we, I see so much support um, online, virtual, between the, the members of the, of the community and, you know, not just the club itself, but everyone that is part of Fearless. But it's it's really nice to be able to physically. Well, I, I'm preaching the converted because you know what it's like. It's you know it does it builds an extra kind of depth. I think to those friendships and those connections when mm. you you know meet and have a coffee and share a few miles together. It's it's really wonderful. And I, I'm really glad that we've got kind of pockets of fearless members that have got to know each other sort of around the country. You know, so quite often in the fearless Facebook group, we'll see that a few have been to Park Run or whatever. Or yeah. Yeah, so that's really nice. But yeah, so it'll be our first actual official event. Hopefully the first of, you know, we'll get to do more. Um, so that's June. And then we've got the next Fearless Weekend in April, which I think there's only a couple of places left on now. But I mean, if that is even half as good as the one we had in September, it'll be an absolute blast. It's in the Peak District this time in September. Um, and we're doing some, um, the people that kind of provide the, uh, the kind of, tour operator part of it they're called running escapes and when we talked about it and she was kind of floating ideas with me I was like yeah that sounds good and that's good but it can't I don't want it to be just a running weekend it's got to have an element of fearless in it um mm. so we're doing um gorge walking and yeah jumping off tops of fountains into pools and stuff so yeah I like I like to have something that's going to sort of you know get people to test their limits a little bit so it'd be brilliant Get the blood pumping. No, I love it. Um, do you remember, Laura, when we were, just before we started recording, we were like, I wonder if we're going to be able to fill half an hour and didn't <laughs> even draw breath, did you? And there we go, 35 minutes. Wonderful. <laughs> um, a, an absolute dream talking to you, as as always. Let's just um, let's just circle around to make sure we don't forget anything. So, first of all, we are fearless. Where do people follow you? Where do people find the website? Just just summarise that for me. Yeah, so um, the website is www.wearefearless.club and on um, Instagram, I'm Laura Ellen Fearless and um, Fearless is We Are Fearless Club. Um, no, it's just We Are Fearless, I think, on Instagram. I don't even know what my own handle is. I think it's just We Are Fearless. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is. And yeah, it's, um, the tech and trainer exchange if people are interested in that they just go onto the homepage of the website and it's there they can just click whether they, you want to donate something or um, request something and you very kindly agreed to keep on reminding people about this for me you know what one of the most and I knew this when I started that actually the one of the hardest things is getting people to fill in the form to say yeah, I'd really, I'd really appreciate a hand, actually. Although it's completely yeah. anonymous and no one is going to know apart, you know, me writes your address on the on the pair of trainers or whatever. But already I have got a definite um, swing, you know, that I've got quite a lot of men's trainers here. And I've got, re- I've got some really nice men's trainers. I've got some carbon-plated ones and all sorts that have barely been worn, but I haven't got that many requests from men. And, mm. you know, again, I, I hate to swing that kind of stereotype thing, but maybe there is just a little bit more of a reluctance with men to kind of ask for help. I don't know. Yeah. So and so I just want to keep banging that drum. And, you know, if anyone's listening to this and they're 
they're part of an in-person running club, you know, and they want to ask me for a poster to put up or anything, you know, any way you could, anyone who's listening can think that they could just get the word out. I would be really grateful because actually I've got a nice steady stream of donations coming in. And I think I will continue to have that because people are so kind, but I just need to also have a steady stream of people that are, you know, asking for stuff. Otherwise my children will get buried under trainers and <laughs> we can't have that. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay, no, wonderful. And then I presume that if people are interested in the We Are Fearless Rasselbock event, which you should do, bloody brilliant, uh, is that through through Eric and through Rasselbock? Yeah, you enter that via the Rasselbock website. By you know, it's just listed there with his other with his events like normal. Wonderful. Um, amazing. I think we're just about there, aren't we? Oh, fab. Thank you so much, Rob. I really appreciate you giving me the airtime. No, no, you're very, very welcome. Good luck with everything this year, and hopefully see you soon. Yeah. Take care. And that, my four-foot friend, my fine four-foot fellow of a friend. Ooh, alliteration. Uh, that was Laura Jones, and that was We Are Fearless update. What did you reckon? Matt? Jesus Christ. Matt? Nobody talking? <laughs> I asked you. Can you hear me? Ben, ben and JP, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. we can hear you. Loud and clear. Oh, my God. So, Matt's the problem. Is anybody there? Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is... This is Every damn no. day. Every damn day. <laughs> um, we're just going to carry on. Uh, JP, what did you think of Laura Jones? We are fearless. Anyone there? <laughs> you can't carry on while he's just going. Is well, anyone there? Hello? I absolutely plan on carrying All on right. while he's Yeah, no, that. it was brilliant. Brilliant chat. Um, some of the incentives you got out there were brilliant. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hurry up. Yeah, really good chat. Really good. What happened there? What happened? <laughs> 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 camera off. <laughs> you, you said start recording, then it just went blank. <laughs> Yeah, I know we've been talking, we've been we've been doing the segment without you. We're recording right now. Uh, oh yeah. All right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Go back on you, Matt. Um so professional. <laughs> absolutely awful. Matt, redeem yourself, introduce Ben and Emma. Hello, ben Ben Emma, welcome. Are you there? <laughs> yes, we're here, Matt. <laughs> we've been here longer than you have. <laughs> what is it? Oh my God. Can, are you there, Matt? More importantly, I don't think so. <laughs> What's happening? Just, just go on mute. No, Try I'm... turning it off and on again. That's what. Could you hear me while I was talking? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we're keeping it all in as well. Oh, you sods! You sods! No, <laughs> you, but... you lots went all quiet, and then I'm like, "What's going off here?" Yeah. <laughs> Did you mute us, Matthew? No, I didn't mute any. I, I can't mute you. You turned your volume down on your phone, didn't you? <laughs> no. I, I left chat and then came back in, and then you, you were all there talking again, so I don't know what happened there. Like, Absolute I think, amateur. I think now's the time to shut up, Mark, so we can move on. I'll go mute. Thank you. Ben Emma, how are we doing? Yeah, good, thanks. I think this is a good insight into the absolute shambles that is us recording this evening. It's it's not been professional, has it? <laughs> is it ever? 
uh no no we've had it's been really it's been really ramshackle trying to organize it and then we lost jp at half eight we were trying to start recording it just all went to shit really but we're here now we're all together it's the first time the five of us have been on together isn't it yeah i think it is Mm, yeah probably yeah that's exciting that's exciting. As JP becomes more and more prominent on the microphone in, in, in light of Matt fucking up, um, uh, that, that seems to be... He, he's Matt's safety net, is what you, you, you might come to realise, guys. That seems to be the role that JP is starting to adopt, when Matt either can't work the mute button or can't think of a word to use, uh, JP is stepping in for him. So, JP... Hello, can you hear me? Can you hear me? <laughs> He's just translating for Matt. Yeah, pretty much. It's like that scene in Hot Fuzz, you know, where they go to the farmers. Um, thing, the guy with all the guns. Just for that one. Anyway, uh, niche <laughs> reference. Niche <laughs> reference. If you get it, we can be friends. <laughs> we can't be friends. Um, ben, Emma, let's, let's get on with it. Tell me about Parkrun this week. Where have you been? What have you been up to? What was the cafe like? What was the course like? How much compact gravel was there? All that good bananas. Lots. It was great. Right, moving on. Anyway. Kidding. Right. Okay. So we so there were, we had issues this weekend, didn't we? Ice, ice everywhere. Freezing. Park runs cancelling on Friday. Um, our our original plan was Market Bosworth, which was also the same plan we had on the day of your hundredth. But you were rude enough to have your hundredth on that day, so we rearranged it. Do you know what? I knew you were going to blame me when it cancelled on Friday. I thought to myself, I can't wait to record this week because I know that Ben will find a way to blame me for not being able to do Market Bosworth this weekend. Well, I'm glad I've not disappointed. No. No. Like you have. Continue. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, they've cancelled. That's that's our chance of a low Wilson index number gone. Thanks, Rob. Um, but there'll be others. There will be others. Um, so so obviously, Market Bosworth cancelled, which which put a bit of fear in us because a lot of the other local ones around us that we haven't done were also cancelling, mm. and we were thinking we don't really want to be traveling too far or too long and they cancel so as we have done in the past with icy wintry conditions we we pick an area where there's a cluster of park runs so a big city really like a manchester leeds or what we went for this weekend which was nottingham mm-hmm. um, there's still a handful in nottingham that we haven't done between us there were two that i hadn't done three that m hadn't done but if needed be we'd have gone to one that we had done because we know quite a few of them are trailing. So the odds of them being on were high. Um, so we picked one of the ones that we both hadn't done, which was Gedling. Uh, backup plan was Forest Wreck. Now these both went ahead. Um, do you remember Heaton, Wilmslow Day, Engagement Day? Yeah. They, they both went ahead on that day. So we were uh. like, if they went ahead on the, that day, they'll both go ahead this day. So we're driving down. Heading for Gedling, that was our initial plan. And Forest Wreck cancelled. We were like, oh, could this be a repeat of uh, December the 17th? Um, obviously, we went early. You know me. I uh, If it's a panic like that, I like to get there early. So we got there for half eight. Bang on. Um, on Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, if I could, I would. Uh, 
and the volunteers were there pulling all the stuff out so we were like oh brilliant this one's definitely going ahead then they're not going to make a late call uh, and it did so it went ahead um it was freezing it was on an old colliery site um and it was spectacular we what a glorious day it was the sun was shining frost everywhere trees were looking glorious the there was a low mist just like surrounding the valleys around it um little church spire poking out of the mist there's a picture on em's uh, instagram post showing it and it was a beautiful park run really really nice um we saw a first at the start of it didn't we what did we see that lady doing while we were listening to the first timers brief Oh, yeah, she was stood smoking, like, really, like, caning a cigarette before running, like, immediately before the start of the park run. She was she was literally stood next to everybody. So there's all these athletes stood around getting ready for park run, and there's one lady dressed in a, a running gear just caning a cigarette right in the middle of everyone. You, you don't just... see that. You don't see that anymore, do you? No. Never. Strange. I mean, I know it used to be, you know, probably at the start of races there'd be people stood having a cigarette, but it's just not very common anymore. So just Sm- smoking in general isn't, is it? I think because like vaping and stuff, and also I guess just a bit more knowledge on the health conditions. Like you always think about like footy, like half time at footy, everyone would be having a cigarette. That was late as like mm-hmm. the 90s. Like even when I was playing like in the early noughties, Sunday league, you still have people having a fag at half time. But you just it, it it now it seems really really peculiar to see someone about to exercise and fill in the lungs with tar. Mm. Mm. But anyway, that that was that was up to her, each to their own. We're not here to judge, just comment. Um, <laughs> just judge a bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, so we listened to the first timers briefing. Very enthusiastic lady, um, and off we went. It was it's a lovely downhill start, um, and after about probably about four or five hundred meters, you met with your first hill, and it's a hill, Rob. It's really it really is a hill. I I'd got no warm up in, so I started a little bit conservatively. Loads of blokes went running past me. We got to the hill, they were all dead. I must have overtaken about half of them up the hill because obviously Yorkshire, we're used to hills. Um, and you got to the top of it and the views, you just you were just looking around like, wow, this is beautiful. Um, swoop round the top, round the solar farm. Uh, it kind of flattens out a bit there. There was a big icy patch across the path. And then you come back down a big hill, back to the first turn, go around it again. And then instead of going left up the hill, you turn right, you climb a little bit, goes downhill for a few hundred meters and then you get to the second hill and the second hill was worse than the first hill for me what did you think well from a distance you could see through the trees and you could see the bottom of the hill and the top of the hill like way up but not much distance in between and you're just thinking this is gonna hurt this is really sharp yes very sharp the amount of people who kind of stopped about 10 meters from the top of the hill because they just could not get any further and i'm just thinking why would you stop now (laughs) (laughs) roll back down again legs and lungs were dying at the top of that hill the last maybe 20 30 meters it just all of a sudden takes a really sharp upturn and yeah if you've been bombing it on your way to it 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 was horrible 
but you get to the top and then it's just undulating, following it round all the way to the finish. Uh, and it's a lovely downhill finish. And if you, if you remember the route that I've just said, you'll you'll realise that it was a it was a one lapper. It we, was, love, we love a one lapper. Don't see him very often, do you? No, no. It was it was brilliant when because uh, we for once I put my hand up. I didn't do much research on it because obviously I'd been focused on Market Bosworth the whole time. But when we just decided Gedling, I didn't really read how many laps it was or anything. I thought I don't care as long as it's on. I'm going to get my partner mm-hmm. fixed. I'll be fine. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I, that's probably about the eighth one lapper I've done now in 106 different events. So well happy with that. Uh, but lovely, lovely volunteers. They were great. They were all stood out there in the freezing cold, clapping and cheering you on. And uh, honestly, anyone, anyone near the Nottingham region, although it's brutal, save it for the summertime or when it's guaranteed going to be a sunny day. And it is a lovely park run. Compact gravel. Would you call it compact gravel? I'm saying compact gravel repeatedly just because I know Neil likes. <laughs> Rubbing his thighs, listening, isn't he? Yeah, back in images and other things. Um, mm. And it's it, yeah, it was really good for grip and yeah, just a brilliant park run. I um, I enjoyed it. I had a little bit of a blast, but nothing too major. And how did you find it? I felt like I had a pretty good run. I felt quite strong on the hills, which was nice. Yeah, enjoyed it. I was living in Barnsley. We get a lot of hills in Barnsley and Sheffield. Um, and yeah, that was it. We, we we jumped straight into, well, I jumped straight into barcode scanning at the finish. Um, oh, Rob, Rob, Rob. Ask, what's he done now? Ask Ben what happened with the purple sign. <laughs> ben, what happened with the purple sign? Well, well, if you'd have been stood there at the end, you'd have realised my dismay. There was no purple sign in sight. No. I was like, what the, what the hell is going on here? I know there's a purple sign here. Um, so I'm there, busy barcode scanning, and I'm thinking, surely it's just by all the equipment over there. It must be. And they've just not got it out. So I walked up to the run director when the when, uh, last few finishes were coming through, and there were a couple of other barcode scanners still there. And I said, excuse me, have you, have you got the uh, purple pop-up with you? And she goes, oh, no, we didn't get it out. <gasps> uh, we're not too sure how to put it away or fold it, so 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 we left it in the locker. I said, "Pardon." I said, "I said, can we go to the locker and get it out, please?" <laughs> I feel bad for her. I, like when you're telling this story, I feel I'm genuinely I'm worried for this woman. I've got, I've, you know, I mean, you've seen what Ben can be like with photographers, uh, with films. <clears throat> but he was everyone, kind of, frankly, he's, he's closest are, friends. He was very. <laughs> <laughs> is that personal? Is, have I upset you today, Rob, or something? I'm sorry. No, it's just a consistent, just a consistent thing to be honest, Ben. But I love you for it. No, Matt's Matt come off mute like he wants to contribute something. Sorry, Matt, have you got something to say? No, no, no. I, I, that was probably me. Uh, it was a, probably the most passive-aggressive thing I've heard all day. That, but. No. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I retract humbly. Continue. Sorry, Ben. I was I was going to say that it was very very polite and because mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. was resisting this she was a bit like well we don't really want to get it out and it's like I'll I'll if another volunteer is willing to go I'll go with her and you know I'll put the sign away for you and he convinced her but he was very polite of course he did 
I did. Um, she was she, she was reluctant because the equipment. She was like, "Oh well, it's all the way in the green shed down the opposite end of the car park. We used to have it in this green shed here, but they made us move it down there. So it's it's right down the other end of the car park." I said, "I don't mind. I'll run down and get it." And she goes, "Yeah, but it's it's locked away." I said, "Have you got the key?" <laughs> And she's, she's got she's got the key on a chain round her neck and she's kind of like pulling it out of a coat because it was tucked in. And then it was getting caught on a hood as she was trying to take it off. So I, I helped her. I, I removed, removed <laughs> took it off. I'm like, give me the goddamn key. And she's like, I'll send somebody with you just in case you can't find it. Yeah, she thought you were trying to steal that purple sign. You fucked a woman! <laughs> you mugged her for a key and then she thought you were going to be Joel's <laughs> well, maybe maybe if she hadn't been I, was so... re- I was really polite until I, I was... stole from her <laughs> I was really polite and she called her mate over and her mate's, her mate's like you you want to go and get the purple sound I'm like yeah come on let's jog let's jog there now and uh, off we did we went for a little jog together we got to this uh, green steel container and uh, she's fannying about with the key and she's like oh the lock's really stiff sometimes we can't get it open I went well you got it open to get the stuff out so surely it's going to work <laughs> and she's there messing about she's like I don't know whether you have to pull the door and unlock it or lift the door and unlock it I said move out of the way I'll figure it out I was not having any resistance I wanted that purple sign out <laughs> So, so I took over, unlocked it first time. You lift it all off, lift it, um, and that was it. We jogged back with the purple sign, and we set it up. I came back, and uh, Em's there talking to her new friend, aren't you? You made a new friend. I was Bob. I was stood there. Everybody had left, and there's just me stood on my own, looking really awkward. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm with him. <laughs> I'm with the key thief. Yeah, she she likes making these weird friends. Um, so we, well, you know, I did meet you. So uh, yeah, part, um, we, well, we've we talked about it a lot. We Emma's menagerie of misfit toys, the juggler. Are you part of this menagerie? I mean, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I just I just wonder if there's a parallel universe podcast where um there's part run volunteers talking about the other side of this story from their angle. <laughs> I'd love to hear that conversation. Like, there's I'd, a podcast specifically for like almost like a counseling the victims. group. The victims of Ben and Purple Side. <laughs> there's like a, a wanted poster of Ben and he's barred from 108 part rooms. <laughs> this is a picture of Ben shoving a woman out of the way of that green shed. <laughs> I don't think she was right impressed, but I wasn't. <laughs> um, I'm always polite though. I did it kind of politely, so yeah, um, good <laughs> kind of politely. And uh, anyway, we got our sign out and we took a picture. We got Emma's weird friend to take it, and uh, it was he was very keen on the camera, wasn't he? I mean, like I passed him the camera. I stood him where he needed to stand. I angled the camera, everything for him. And then before I'm even like I'm, I started walking off, and he's taking pictures straight away. And it's like what? what Wait for, wait for me to stand next to the sign first before you take the picture. You've made a powerful enemy, sir. <laughs> bloody nobody else there, though, so we had to pick weird guy. Um, and 
And yeah, I mean, uh, after a few attempts, he did a reasonable job. So mm. I was pleased. And then, uh, and then it was my turn to put the purple sign away and show them how it's done. I think I did a bloody good job. I was, I was nervous because everyone was watching me thinking, who's this weirdo that ran to get a purple sign out just to take a picture for a minute and then has now got to put it away? I can imagine uh, there was quite a lot of pressure on you, given the fact that you had got the purple sign purely in the premise that you knew how to put it away really easily. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, I definitely promised them that I knew how to put it away, and I've only ever done it twice before. And, and <laughs> <laughs> and I oversold my ability to fold uh, away. Yeah, oh. 100%. Well, I did care because my thought was even if I can't put it away, one of them's going to have to put it away anyway. So, they... <laughs> so it's not like you're coming back here anyway. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> see you again. <laughs> I'm not bothered. Uh, but, but I nailed it. I nailed it. I'm, I'm willing to teach people how to do it. Yeah. Um, although we are getting new purple signs. You've heard today. We've heard the news. To be fair, I heard it a while ago, but everywhere is getting new purple signs now and they're getting shipped out um and people can start displaying them as soon as possible so everywhere we've been that hasn't had a purple sign will now have a purple sign i mean you've got to go back to all these places my strongly worded email to parker and hq has finally (laughs) (laughs) by several strongly worded emails repeated every day for the last god knows how long At Um, at least at least you can release the hostages now eh, mate yeah, Paul Simpson Hewitt's in the uh, in the cellar at the minute, but I'm at. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so purple sign successful and the cafe. Tell them about the cafe. Uh, well, the good thing about this part run is the car park and the cafe are practically next to the start line. So if you if you rock up at the last minute, like everything is right there. Um, yeah, the cafe was all right. Uh, he only really did like a few bits of food, like bacon butties and stuff like that um and the cakes looked nice but we didn't have cake did we no unfortunately not but we did have a a, a huge sausage uh, what do we have sausage hash brown and egg sarnie mm-hmm. um put them on the table and i i, I squeezed the sarnie together and all the egg yolk just went flying everywhere so i got half of my uh runny egg was on the table but that's all right. I didn't lick it off before you asked. I'm not that desperate. I wasn't going to ask. Funnily enough, never, never crossed my mind to ask. Bullshit. Um, so, um, yeah, lovely Sarnie. Decent enough coffee. Good view out the window, looking out over the country park. And uh, yeah, I mean, Gedling was amazing. I mean, but I was quite pleased in a way that Market Bosworth wasn't on because we wouldn't have gone there otherwise. So. Um, and Market Bosworth will come another day, won't it? It really will. It really will. But yeah, no 5Ks for me. Obviously, date bingo and uh, frame club. Nothing else. Nothing else. Still chasing that elusive uh, final stopwatch bingo of zero nine seconds. So, what about you? Do you get out? I was one second off my stopwatch again. That's two weeks in a row. Uh, oh, and I got. The last G for the Staying Alive Challenge, which is three Bs and three Gs. The most so, important of all the challenges, some might say. I kind of forgot about that one. I, I forgot I needed another G, so that was a nice surprise. A little bonus. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like but it. Definitely recommend it. I know we've got a few Fartlight folk down and around the Nottingham area, Hayley and people like Paul and um, Laura. If they get a chance, they should uh, They should definitely make the trip there. 
We have to get Amy somewhere down that way as well. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, you know what? I listen, I listen, I, 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 yeah, I listen to you guys do this every week, obviously, for what we've done about four series now, mm, and I don't. Sure. And I always enjoy listening, and um, but thinking to myself, it's not going to stick. Like I'm probably not going to go to these places unless you tell me to, and you're not going to tell me to because you you've already done it. But this one really sounds awesome. Like the oh. course sounds horrible, but I'm actually kind of keen to do it. Matt, top five, top five yeah, for I, me. That would be a good one to, to venture down and take the kids if it's if it's a nice country park and stuff. Take oh, the kids. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's got a really, it's got a huge play area either side of the start line, um, and they've they've actually designed the um, slide to look like the older uh, what do you call it? I don't know what it is at the pit. The, the pit where you've got the windy wheel at the top and uh, oh, and yeah. the cables that go down. They've got they've designed the slide like that, but it's got yeah, it's got loads for kids to do there. It's um, great. Definitely, definitely one for the uh, one for the direct in the summer. Yeah, it's about. I think it was about a 15 minute drive from Junction 27. Um, so I mean, it took us just over an hour. You're a little bit further down the M1, so it's going to be just under an hour for you guys. And uh, but no, 100% recommend it. Do do go. It's like I say, it's that that does actually go into my top five park run of all time. There you go. It takes a lot to get that. So yeah, love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Mm. What, are you, what are you saying, Matt? That's a bit of no Bosworth. No, no Bosworth. Market Bosworth, not Bosworth. I said that first. I said that first, but you just no, didn't hear me. You didn't. You just said Bosworth. I said it's no Market Bosworth, and then you went, what? You, oh, said, not... you said Bosworth. Everyone heard you. Rob. And if Rob, you did Rob. say Market Bosworth, JP's going to cut the word market out so you look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's rigged. Rigged. <laughs> <laughs> just just set up to make Matt look stupid. Right, guys, this is normally where we do the roll call. We forgot last week. Now, Ben and Emmett, you might not know this, but um, uh, somebody has uh, hijacked the roll call from us this week, and he's already gone rogue and done it in the wrong part of the show. Um, you, you're going to have to go back and listen to it because it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, but we don't have to do a roll call, at least. That's that's taken uh, one off our pad, considering we're running pretty long already. So I think we just need to get on some thank yous, don't we? Can do the thank yous, yeah. Um, any, any mention of Power on Cup? Oh, yes, we do. Well, we've done the Instagram Live, haven't we? Yep, yeah, we've done we've... that. Um rules will be posted before this um, podcast comes out so do do make sure you check the rules for any new participants i've had quite a few of you message me saying i've signed up but i don't think i fully understand the rules um so they will be made available i have put a complete list of all the ties in the group and again uh, they will, by the time you listen to this podcast, have all been posted to the socials and chat groups. Um, so they'll be available to view. You can see everybody's IG handle and and target PB. And um, yeah, it's first round on Saturday, the 28th. Um, like I say, you don't you don't have to put an effort in all three weeks, but if you want to, feel free. But ultimately, there will be one your fastest park run over the next three weeks will what will be what counts. 
and I'm I'm watching all of you, so there's no need to submit anything this year. Um, <laughs> I I will be checking each checking and verifying with my glamorous adjudicator sat next to me, um, and we will make sure we go through them and check them with a fine tooth comb. And uh, winners will be winners, and losers will be lost by us all. We'll be Matt. Um, uh, yes, and I'll tell you what we'll do as well. Uh, we'll get the um, we'll get all that stuff that Ben just talked about into the newsletter as well. I'll have a chat with Claire tonight, and we'll get into this week's newsletter. So if you're not already signed up for the newsletter, you can do so through our website, which Emma is going to start. We're going to mix it up this week. Cause I've got a good I've got a good segue. I've got a segue. Emma's going to tell us about uh, where you can find our website as well as how else you can get in touch with us and find out more about the podcast. Okay, so our website is uh, whatthefartlek.com. Why am I doing this backwards? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The, the, the tiniest deviation from the same it's thing so that not. we do every single week, and it seems to have blown everyone's mind. Matt keeps trying to talk. I keep seeing him coming on and off mute in the most uncomfortable, awkward way possible. I'm not, I'm not even touching it. I'm not even pressing anything. It's, it's, got, it's going on and off mute. <laughs> Right, you can find us at whatthefartlek.com. You can get in touch via email at whatthefartlek uh, podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. Um, and because I've done it backwards, oh yeah, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, or Google Music, or on the link on the website. I've just accidentally kicked Matt out the chat. <laughs> I was I was trying I was trying to mute him because I'm a dick and I've clicked the wrong button and I've ejected him from the conversation and I'm not sure he can come back in. Um, ben, will you do some thank yous while I try and get Matt back in the chat? <laughs> no, don't get him back in. Do not get him back in. Um, I think we should put JP on the spot since he's never been here for this segment before. Oh, go on, JP. Well, I'm going to thank myself for editing this mess together this week. I'm going to thank you, Ben, for your part run exploits and your um, your victimisation of volunteers. Um, <laughs> and I thank Emma for uh, being the glamorous assistant to the part run side of things. I'm not going to bother thanking Matt because he's, he's not back, participated at all. Oh, he's back. He's managed he's to get back, his way by back the in. Way. So, sorry about that. I'm, I'm... You kicked me out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it on purpose, mate. I promise. I was trying to mute you because we were making a joke about you being on mute and I pressed the wrong button and I couldn't get you back in. I'm sorry. Sorry, can I go back to the thank yous? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, of course you can. Uh, I'm going to thank you, Rob, for being an amazing host. Thanks, mate. Um, do we thank Jack, Joe, Sammy, Lou, Statman John, all the, the guys in the back? All of them. I've got a, <laughs> man, I've got a, I've got a WhatsApp message on Matt that says, why the fuck have you removed me? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, the newsletter guys, McPaul, um, Nick Finney, Claire, Jamie D. Yep. Is that everyone? That's the team. That's good. Graham Lindley for the awesome team music. Mm-hmm. And then the amazing Laura, um, Laura Johns from We Are Fearless. And that's it, isn't it? Brilliant. Yeah. Amazing. Good, good work, JP. Yeah, that was that was a Ben standard. Yeah, possibly better. <laughs> that's not what i was expecting you to say uh, <laughs> um matt i don't think we've left anything for you to do uh i, I i'm all, all i'm good for is the car 
Do you want me? Do you want to tell us? Do you want to tell us who's on the show next week, or do you not know? You've you've not told me. Right. Okay. Uh, well, I'll do that, guys. <laughs> um, uh, we've got we've got a biggie next week. Another Jack Penfold get. You know, every now and then he weasels his way in and suggests somebody, and we do it. Hmm. Uh, but it's a really good one, actually. Uh, we've got. Mr. Ben is running himself. Ben Felton's on the show next week, guys. Um, only started running in 2019. Um, in During COVID, he started doing some YouTube uh, videos uh, to document his running journey. It's now his full-time job. He's got over 30,000 subscribers on YouTube. Um, and if you see some of the times this guy is posting three years into the game it will blow your mind but most importantly he's a bloody nice bloke really humble really good chat really interesting jack's gonna cream his pants it was an absolute blinder so i'm looking forward to sharing that with everyone next week i was just about to say he's not getting the credit for booking the guest he fanboys about him oh yes sorry yes sorry jp fragile ego pickup jp (laughs) booked the guest um thank you but jack just suggests the guest and then touches himself over it (laughs) (laughs) um and is that it what haven't we done so far um we've got oh uh we're we're all we're we're all meeting at park run next week aren't we ben and emma you're gonna be there jp you're gonna be there matt are you gonna be there where where we're going yeah no where we're going i don't know we're going jp's for the weekend i'm not gonna get there until later on though am i (sighs) so i'm not gonna be there so you're not coming (laughs) Every damn twice in one day. But uh, but we're doing our long run, Matt. You could join us as on on our long run for uh, marathon training. How's that going? Yep, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, uh, if you are going to be in Clitheroe this weekend or next weekend, in fact, two weekends in the beautiful Lancashire countryside, then please. Uh, uh, I'm looking, uh, please, I'm saying, please say hello. You'll be coming with me. So, um, looking forward to seeing you guys. Yeah, we're all gonna be at. Where are we going, JP? This weekend. This weekend, we're gonna in, gonna go to Hindburn. Hindburn. I yeah. say Hindburn. It's Hindburn. It's Hindburn. Hindburn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, we don't need to be dissecting this now, do we? We just need to say that if you are not already part of our Fartlek family, you can get involved all the ways that Emma said. Um, to get in touch, you can do so. Uh, please do come and get involved. We've had some new people uh, coming along recently, which is absolutely awesome. New year, new start, uh, new members, new pals, uh, new connections, new community challenges, just new awesome, awesome things happening in the Fartlek family. You can be a part of it. We're not for everybody, but if you think that this kind of nonsense is something you'd like to be involved with, please do get in touch. We can tell you how you do so. We can promise one thing, and that is that we will try our very, very best to make you laugh and to make you feel a part of something that we think is pretty special. Nothing left to say this week, guys, except for, as always, may your runs be as wonderful as they can be. Be excellent to each other. Be kind or get in the bin. Uh, hope marathon training's going well. Have a wonderful week. We love you lots. Catch you on the flip-flop. Matt, this is your moment. Hooga-balooga, baby.